Five years ago, I learned that we can transform the health of our next generation, and all we have to do is replace dangerous misconception with truth and compassion. I come from a place of privilege. Every day I get to decide if my children eat fresh, local, and even organic food. I have the opportunity every day to teach my children to love a variety of food that's nourishing, full of flavor, aroma, and texture. I never have to worry if my children are going to run out of food, and I never have to put them to bed with an empty belly. Hi, we're Kilobyte, and welcome back to our podcast. You just heard a clip from a nutritionist named Clancy Harrison, which leads us into this week's topic, food insecurity in the United States and its possible solutions. To put this issue into perspective, the USDA has estimated that just last year, there were 35.2 million Americans living in food insecure households. Food insecurity is defined as household level, economic, and social condition of limited or uncertain access to adequate food, and the main contributor to this is low socioeconomic status. The effects of food insecurity can be very damaging to one's health and can lead to obesity, malnutrition, as well as the development of several chronic diseases. Thus, we want to help you to dive deeper into the issue of food insecurity, its causes and potential solutions, so that we can get involved on an individual and community level to benefit the health of the nation and end the stigma around food insecurity. You may be wondering how food insecurity began. Well, it first became a major government issue in the 1930s with the Great Depression. However, issues surrounding food security became exacerbated when many middle-class families left urban areas in the 1950s and 60s and moved to the suburbs, This caused many supermarket chains to follow them. Food security, or lack thereof, has continued to remain a main issue for policymakers during recessions and attempts to help the poor since then. As stated earlier, food insecurity, according to the USDA, is defined as a lack of consistent access to enough food for an active, healthy lifestyle. And this can be further divided into two categories, low food security and very low food security. Low food security is the reduced quality, variety, or desirability of a diet, but no indication of reduced food intake or hunger. Very low food security refers to multiple indications of disrupted eating patterns and reduced food intake. Some households will try to avoid very low food security by relying on a few types of food with very little variety. Overall, in 2018, 11.1% of households in the United States were found food insecure at some point, according to the USDA, while 6.8% of households were found to have low food security, 4.3% of households were found to have very low food security, often skipping meals in order to save money. Moreover, this issue is prevalent in both rural and urban areas. Food insecurity in rural areas was found to be 12.7%, and in principal cities, it was found to be 5.3%. Food insecurity is a reflection of larger social and economic issues within a community. This causes increased public health and economic costs due to the issues that arise from poor food access. Not only does this include costs from chronic diseases, but reduced cognitive ability in school and work, as well as medical costs for malnutrition. 
A leading cause of poor food access is food deserts, which are geographic areas where access to affordable and healthy options are limited or non-existent due to lack of grocery stores in the area. These areas are usually concentrated with liquor stores, fast food chains, and corner stores that contain processed food. According to a study from the USDA ERS, areas with higher poverty rates are more likely to contain food deserts, whether it is in a rural or urban area. This can lead to major health issues beyond people just meeting their basic needs for affordable and healthy food. Food insecurity is also aggravated by a lack of income. In 2018, 12% of households with income below 185% of the federal poverty line was found to have very low food access. A lack of income also can divert people's attention away from trying to obtain food and instead focusing on paying their rent. Overall, lower income peoples in poorer communities tend to be more affected. While some communities may have access to grocery stores, they may lack the transportation to get there. According to a study from 2013, more than 23.5 million Americans live in low-income urban areas or rural areas that are more than one mile from a grocery store. This especially poses a problem for people in the rural area since most grocery stores tend to be at least 10 miles away and the vehicles are not always reliable. The lowest numbers of vehicle ownership also occurs among low-income people, which makes this group have an even harder time accessing healthy foods. Thus, while the food may be present, it is not always accessible. The problem, the problem of food deserts and poor food security also changes based on an individual's race. Neighborhoods that are primarily African-American and Hispanic have fewer supermarkets compared to white and non-Hispanic neighborhoods. Minorities overall tend to be more concentrated in areas with food deserts. Moreover, the recent pandemic seems to have worsened food security for minorities. According to the CHHPS, according to COVID-19, rates of food insecurity among black households was nearly twice as high as white households that could have that could be from increased rates of unemployment and making next month's housing payment. COVID emphasizes these existing disparities. As we talked about the causes of lack of food access, we can see that many causes are directly intertwined with the people most affected by this issue, and that not all people are affected equally from it, shown especially as negative health outcomes start to emerge. So how exactly are individuals' health affected by food insecurity. While studies have linked poverty with an increased rate in obesity and diabetes, there are many factors that contribute to this finding, as the working poor are often hit with minimal education regarding health, have minimal financial means of getting healthy, and often do not have the time and effort to start and maintain healthy habits, and thus resort to convenience. In truth, cheaper foods are just more calorie dense. In areas of poverty where food deserts are a widespread issue, people are limited to these cheaper, less nutritious food options, without very many healthy options even in plain sight. Even in more urban areas with more variety, healthy food is placed at a much higher price than simple snacks and let's say fast food. This is the core of what causes problems later on as people are fueling themselves with processed food that contains more fats and sugars that collectively contribute to increased overall calories. 
In excess amounts, this can seriously damage the human body as there is an unevenly high ratio of calories to nutrients. When calorie intake is much higher than calorie output, people gain weight. And when the foods people eat lack nutritional value, people are gaining weight while also increasing their blood pressure, decreasing collagen, increasing BPA chemical consumption, and disrupting the natural processes of the body overall. I could go on and on and on. Combined with the sedentary practices that a lot of the working poor face, calorie input is significantly increased at the same time calorie output is decreased. And weight gain can eventually lead to obesity then. On the other hand, high sugar consumption causes insulin resistance, making the body work harder and harder to make more insulin for cells to simply survive. This is the root issue that diabetics face, as well as people with heart disease. Many other metabolic diseases and chronic diseases um, can result from the increase in sugars, fats, salt, you name it, and overall calories that can significantly shorten one's lifespan. So in order for proper bodily functions to even occur, it is important, it's so important to get more of the right nutrients that are healthy as opposed to more of the unneeded additives. Focusing on the lack of healthy nutrients, people's sleep and energy levels can be seriously altered by receiving the wrong fuels. Lack of access to proper food alone can be very stressful for an individual or a family. Worrying day to day about where you're going to get your next meal from or if it will be sufficient enough can cause chronic stress and lead to poor mental health. Chronic stress can have damaging physical and mental effects on the body. Some of these effects include high blood pressure, poor immune function, and anxiety. All of these factors will ultimately lead to poor health. The core of the problem comes into play when nutritious foods like fruits, vegetables, and poultry, you name it, that contain very minimal amounts of sugar, fat, and salt are much more expensive and less available than, let's say, McDonald's fast food and grocery processed food. As humans, we tend to gravitate to what is convenient for us, and a lot of the times, a big cheese, cheap cheeseburger is much more filling than a small portion of like already pricey fruits and vegetables. This is why there is a need for much more sustainable food practices that can help make healthy food options more accessible to the working poor. The issue of food insecurity is a very difficult problem to address and solve, especially in the long term since there are so many underlying social determinants that are deeply interconnected such as racial disparity and socioeconomic status. However, there are several key solutions that the general population and other governing bodies can take to mitigate this problem. In America, we cannot address food insecurity without mentioning food waste and distribution. These two factors are shown to be the leading cause of food insecurity in the U.S. According to a research study in 2012, about 57.2 million metric tons of food produced went unconsumed which equated to almost 30% of our, world, of our food supply. The EPA also concluded that food waste contributes to about 14% of municipal solid waste. These statistics are very important concerning who is primarily at fault for this issue. Supermarkets are huge culprits due to consumer shopping aesthetics of always having an adequate supply of food on the shelves, regardless if it is being regularly purchased. It leads to overproduction of many foods. 
Placing tighter restrictions of supermarket stock prices would greatly lower the waste of food in America. Transporting the extra produce goods to food desert areas or even donating the excess to charities would help a substantial amount of people. The grocery stores would neither gain nor lose revenue from donating food that was only going to be disposed of beforehand. As with most laws, failing to abide by those guidelines will result in fines and other penalties. At a local level, establishments such as farmers markets would provide a lot of help to these poorer communities. National food assistance programs have stepped in to encourage their low-income beneficiaries to shop at local farmers markets. A research study showed that purchasing produce from these markets was shown to increase consumption of fruits and vegetables by about 86%. Lack of reliable transportation makes it difficult for many living in food deserts to obtain a well-rounded diet. A poorly balanced diet is a major factor for bad health outcomes in the future. Therefore, these markets are able to bring healthier food closer to them and in ways they can afford. Participants of the study also reported feeling less hungry and eating more often, therefore directly improving food security almost instantly. This method will require the work of the national government to collaborate with farmers markets in the U.S. to give their beneficiaries extra funds to spend solely in their local markets. This would incentivize local farmers to continue growing nutritious crops, which creates a positive cycle of slowly lessening the burden of food insecurity on our healthcare system, the government, and our nation's farmers. One last important way to solve the food insecurity would be to focus, our, to focus on our youngest populations. Growing children need proper nutrition in order to grow healthily and live longer lives without having disability-adjusted life years. An increase in widespread school lunch programs would be a direct way to reach out to the children and get them the proper food they need. Pairing more diverse and nutritious options on a statewide level with nutritional education would allow children to grow into adults with increased consumer awareness for their food consumption. These practices would then be carried on to their children, creating generational practices of wiser nutritional behavior. This option is very cost-effective as this is a primary prevention measure of any negative health outcomes related to food insecurity. In closing, we want to share with you one last clip from Clancy Harrison, who you heard from earlier. If we're going to win the war on hunger in our communities, we must shift the way we talk, treat, and view poverty and food assistance in the United States. If you have ever utilized a food assistance program such as the National School Lunch Program, be proud. Don't be afraid to talk about how it transformed your life. Would you have passed your spelling test? Would you have graduated? Would you be where you are today if you did not have access to school lunch every single day? What I want for you is to understand the power of your words. Speak out against the social stigma surrounding food assistance programs. Open up your heart, speak your truth, and embrace all of the powerful stories that surround you. We hope you now know more about what food insecurity is, its causes, and potential solutions. It's important that we as a community take this issue seriously, listen, and show compassion to those who need help as well as take steps individually and collectively to help people who are affected by food insecurity. On a final note, here are some things you can do to help on an individual level. 
contribute to ending the stigma around using food stamps and receiving school lunches, donate to local food pantries, start a community garden in a food insecure area or contribute to it by growing some plants, and finally, support mutual aid groups and organizations that fight for food justice, such as Black Urban Growers or Soil Generation. Food insecurity is a pandemic that needs to be combated, and we can all do our part to raise awareness and help. Friendly reminder to appreciate your next warm, healthy meal. Thank you for tuning in to Kilobyte, and stay tuned for next week.